there, listeners? Howdy. Partner? (laughs) I was waiting for the partner, and it did not come. I realized... (laughs) I realized it after I was like gonna let it go, and then I was like, "Nope, if if, if I'm committing to the cowboy, I gotta go full cowboy, dollar or nothing, yeah. mm-hmm. around these parks." Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, season three, episode three, or three tres. for three, tres leches, yay, yay! Oh god, Delicious. I love <laughs> I'm sorry. Delicious. That sounds like a Roman emperor. Yeah, well, I was about to say Delicioso, and then I, it was like a cross between the Spanish and English word. So that happened. All right. Batiatus, get me Delicious. Sir? We have a great show for you today. We really do. It is a, it is a, a dancing good time, a toe tapper, if you will. It really is. So uh, we're gonna jump into this episode. Nice um, save. I know. I really <laughs> wanted to say it. I gotta figure out something else to say. A catchphrase. Um, Audience, uh, give us a catchphrase. Give us two, maybe more. Yeah, give us something to start these episodes with. Uh, We're not that creative. Yeah, (laughs) we really aren't. All right, so let's just jump into it. (laughs) Dang it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, we have a great show for you. Um, Got tons of stuff to talk about, including our sponsor for this week's episode. So that'll uh, stay tuned to the end when we talk about that and all kinds of cool stuff like our up and comer and all that goodness. Um, yeah, so stick around. Yeah, but right now it is time for the main event. And that which is, main which event is, what? is our artist for okay. this week's episode. And it's our first artist episode of the of season. Of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is it again? I forgot. Uh, well, why don't you remind us of our hint um, first? Reggie didn't leave me the card with the hint on it. Okay. And he's he's not showing up until the end of the episode. All right. Well, so. you know what? Then we'll forget let me, about Let me hint. see. If, hold on. Let me see if I can get it. Um, okay. So last week's hint was terrible. I'm sorry on behalf of Reggie, um, our podcast goblin hint master. Last week's hint was that this artist uh, sings about androids a lot. And uh, as you've probably guessed, uh, that is vague as hell. So um, I don't blame any of you for not getting it correct because none of you did. And I'm sorry about that. We were too, we, we, we were too uh, hard on you. And it's, it's all Reggie's fault. So I apologize. All right. Well, anyway, because nobody got the hint, we'll just have to give it away. But that's okay, because I'm excited, because this week we are talking about the one, the only, Miss Janelle Monet. Woohoo! Yes! I'm really excited about this episode. I love Janelle Monet so much. Ooh, um, do tell. 
Yes. Um, I remember that I first discovered her um, actually because I was listening to Of Montreal, which is like, um, it's this project by one man. Um, it's more of like an indie project. Um, and he does a lot of cool, weird, experimental kind of music. And his 2010 record, False Priest, had two songs on it that Janelle Monet was featured on. And those two songs are actually my favorite songs from that album. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And the female vocalist on it is really great. Um, but I didn't really know anything about her as an artist um, yet. And then I had a conversation with my brother like shortly after that. And he told me about Janelle Monet's um, debut album, The Arc Android, and how it's this really cool, interesting concept album. And I was like, oh, that sounds really, really interesting. Like, I'm this was like at a time in my own like musical journey where I was super into artistry and super into artists that took things to the next level like I was expanding my horizons I was like early high school I was moving on from the stage of being like just into the music that people around me were listening to and I was in the sort of discovery phase you say that like so, you left the discovery phase no this was the beginnings <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's why I'm making I, I, fun actually, of you. It sounds I guess you're making true. it sound like it ended. Yeah, it never ended. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I um I ended up checking out that album and I fell in love with it like instantaneously because it's incredible. And now we're here. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> it's so ominous. And now we're here. And now we're now we're here. Where I just like have consumed all of her albums since then. And I've just gotten to watch her like transform into this like powerhouse of a female, and I love it. Um, there you so, go. Yeah, that is why I'm super excited about this episode. Um, I'm curious to know how you discovered Janelle Monet. Okay, so um, I had heard of Janelle Monet before I like listened to her. I I think I saw her um. I didn't see her perform on a Grammy show, but I think I like saw her and I knew, Oh, that's Janelle Monet. Um, she was, um, do you remember that, uh, Coca-Cola song where they had like Brendan Neary and Patrick Stump and a bunch of like other people singing <laughs> about Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Oh so Janelle Monet was in that song. Mm. And that's the first time I like heard her voice and like got introduced to her general aesthetic because she she was in a dress which was different from her traditional like uh, pants. Um, mm -hmm. But I was I remember being struck with how lovely her voice was. Like there are a lot of like pop artists today who the what makes them interesting is like the edge in their voice. But I was struck by like how honestly how lovely and how beautiful she sounded. Mm -hmm. Um. So that was like my first exposure. And then I saw there was a video circulating online of her like on a in a park or something like that singing Dance Apocalyptic Live, like in this little park. 
with with yeah. like a small crowd and i saw it and i remember thinking oh this is awesome this is such a <laughs> this is this makes me want to get up and dance and i i love songs that are like that mm-hmm. so i i i started actually paying attention to her after that song so mm-hmm. yeah no that's how that's how i discovered janelle Monet. okay cool yeah because i know that like uh we're sort of approaching this from like different like levels of knowledge on Mo- janelle Monet. like i'm obsessive and then you have uh like a sort of different um a healthy grander. interest a, yeah, healthy, a healthy interest, interest. but not yeah, which I think you've all picked up on is basically what happens when we do our artist-centered um, episodes that mm-hmm. one of us is going to be like less obsessed than the other. <laughs> I don't like, think we've had one where we've both been like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> no, that's not true. I feel like um, we've probably had one. Maybe. Mm. Panic <laughs> but, at the Disco, maybe. Panic at the Disco is probably the closest one. Yeah. But I don't know. We've done so many episodes now, I actually don't even know. Um, yeah. Look, to, but, to hold us accountable. But yeah. no, yeah, like, so she's going to be the one that I look to for, for information, because I, I, know, I know Jack about Janelle. Well, I mean, I'm really excited because I, I love talking about Janelle Monet because I just, like, her brain, like, fascinates me with yeah. just how creative it is because she's so so talented and mm-hmm. you actually you actually mentioned something too that um I was thinking about earlier today um her voice is just so lovely it kind of reminds me almost sometimes um of Ella Fitzgerald with yeah it's like the, there, there's a smoothness mm-hmm. and like a richness to it Especially when she does songs that are a little bit more like jazz centered, yeah, um, it like it really comes out, and like I love that because it's just like it seems impossible how there can be so much talent wrapped up into one person, but she yeah. has this like vocal styling of Ella Fitzgerald, this like funky sensibility of Prince. And the like yeah. conceptual mind of like David Bowie and the like, like yep. She like reminds me of like a monochromatic prince, because like yeah. well, Prince Prince was like very purple, very outlandish. She's almost like she's the black and white version <laughs> of that. Like her hair kind of reminds me of Prince sometimes, like the way how she used to style it, where it was like kind of up in the front. Mm-hmm. I forgot what that's that's called. It's called What's something a pompadour. That is that it that mm-hmm okay um but yeah no and I've, I've always been taken by like her her poise uh mm-hmm. she's very she she carries herself very well she she speaks beautiful like her speaking voice is beautiful and i was like oh my god yeah like i just i think that's something like that cannot be like talked about enough when it comes to her is she just has such a presence that is un- undeniable and like unignorable. I think mm-hmm. that's like one thing that like when I like got to first sort of see her perform because I listened to the music before I like actually like knew what she looked like when she sang and things like that and uh before I had seen any music videos like 
you know, I obviously like I liked her just listening and then like watching her. It was just so cool to see somebody so comfortable, like in their artistry and aesthetic and who they are, you know. And it's funny for somebody that, uh, you know, like early on in her career, it was always this huge thing about how, you know, she wore tuxedos and pants Mm -hmm. and like had this sort of like masculine aesthetic. But like yeah. for somebody that like had that um uh around her, like she's so feminine. Like there's so much yeah. like female power and energy in her music, in her work, in her art. Like I think that was one of the like coolest things about her and like getting to know her work as like a fan was just like seeing that and how she was able to be 100% like human and female and powerful and awesome mm-hmm. without having to like be any one expected thing. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I think, yeah, like when you hear, would you classify her as a pop star? I guess. Um, well, a lot of female musicians, I think, are expected almost they're expected to be like a different kind of feminine. Like they're expected to be like, how do I want to say this without being like kind of offensive? <laughs> um, they're, they're expected to be kind of slutty and to like show a lot of skin. You know what I mean? It's like the, um, you know, you have a traditional sort of pop star model where yeah. the female, like, at the end of the day, like for the music industry for a long time, it was sex sells. Yeah. So well, you, it's still like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still like that. And so like for a lot of artists like that meant like really leaning into a particular like type of sexuality yes. for the female, like for the female body, for the female like aesthetic. And, definitely, definitely yeah. emphasizing. Lots of skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, like, and things have changed so much in just, like, in just our lifetime. Yeah, really. Which is, like, crazy. And, like, not to say that, I don't know, wearing a bathing suit on stage is, like, bad. Because mm-hmm. it's not. Like, if that's your style, it's your style. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting when someone goes against the grain of... Oh, that's it. That's it's expected. Cause mm-hmm. I think for a long time, especially in the early two thousands, it was. Mm-hmm. Um to a point it is now still. But I think more and more musicians are kind of making their own mold, which is admirable. Yeah. So that's definitely. cool. Mm-hmm. I I think though, only because we're talking about outfits, I think one of the most interesting things I read about Janelle Monet mm-hmm. was um I forgot where I read this too. Why she explained, uh, like why she dresses the way she does, mm-hmm. where she considers it a uniform. Mm. And it was like an homage to her parents who wore a uniform every day and like honoring people who were working class. And it was like kind of an homage to that. And I was like, that is fascinating. And I wonder now if it like actually was true um because i didn't read an interview where she explained it it was like reading a thing that somebody wrote about her Hmm. um 
But I thought that was an interesting way of of stylizing yourself as a musician because I don't know a lot of musicians who are like, I've got a uniform. This is my job. Yeah. Well, I mean, it very. I I don't know the like validity necessarily of that particular statement that you read, yeah. but I um like she she's from Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Her mom was a janitor. Her dad was a truck driver. So she has those roots like within the working class like America and so it I guess it wouldn't surprise me if that was that if played was a true. role in it yeah because yeah. and you know that's that's formulative <laughs> yeah I I figured it is and like especially growing up the middle of like Kansas because mm-hmm. it's Kansas I, mean, I like I, to <laughs> I know nothing about Kansas so I've driven through Kansas it's a barren wasteland of wheat fields oh my God. and nothing else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it was interesting because I saw uh, that you made a note that Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz was a musical inspiration mm-hmm. or an artistic inspiration. According to Wikipedia. That's pretty cool, though. Like, especially because <laughs> not to be like, oh, she came from Kansas. Uh, like, <laughs> it's actually pretty interesting because it's like, you know, the story of this girl breaking into a whole other world and then it being a world of like color and excitement and all that other stuff so it's 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 fascinating oh dorothy yeah. but also like it's the story of a stranger in a strange land you know what i mean mhm yeah so. and i i think that um i feel like the you do sort of get a a lot of that um influence in all of her work because like to start to delve into her actual records like um her for her first like three records are all this like long sort of connected concept of her alter ego cindy mayweather Mm -hmm. um so how much do you know about um, her records and the sort of concept around them. Just that, uh, okay, because like you, you gave me a sort of mini overview um, a couple of years ago, so that's what I'm I'm recalling now. I remember that you said that the few, like the first three, were all an overarching plot of an android girl who is in love with a dude who's real, like he's not an android. Um, but there's like a problem. They can't be together because in this society, androids are like oppressed and are not considered people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then I remember at the end, you told me that she becomes like a, a, um, a messianic figure for other androids. But I don't necessarily know the in-betweens of the plot. I just know that general overview. And I know which songs from the albums that I'm like, I individually enjoy this song, but I have no idea where they fit in the grand scheme of the story. Yeah. Well, I mean, that you basically remembered most of it. Like, that is the sort of, that's the overarching sort of theme. And it's interesting because, like, it's not like a one-to-one story per se in the sense of, like, it has a very, like, strict like clear narrative throughout every single track kind of idea it's almost like 
it's really interesting because you see like as like as she had released album after album like throughout her discography you can tell that or at least i feel like you can tell that she's growing more and more into her own as mm-hmm. an artist and so as that happens the um the original sort of narrative of Cindy Mayweather this um this um messianic archandroid like that um gets woven into her own personal story like more and more and more to the point where you finally have Dirty Computer her latest album which is pretty much a departure from that fitting in that like narrative of the um arc android story um you still have echoes of it of course because it is her work and um her music and it's what and so those themes are still there but um you know i i've always i just thought it's been really cool to watch her like start out initially with this um really interesting story concept and then transform it into this um like almost like this like playground of imagination that she just gets to like use and manipulate to her will and and you like you can follow the story um and you can also like sort of fill in the blanks for yourself and it's just really interesting to see how she uses this idea of this like this forbidden romance that eventually leads this um android on a grander like quest to find her own self and own voice in this society that's oppressive like it's interesting how she uses that to explore themes in our own world in our own life and like it's like it's such an outlandish story and yet it feels so relevant which i think is the like genius of janelle monet and all of her records that's really cool. I really, I do love when, when musicians push the boundaries and are really into things like storytelling, mm-hmm. um, especially sci-fi storytelling, which you see very little of. Mm-hmm. Um, like some, some of my favorite uh, musicians have done storytelling where they, they source like mythology and it's like, oh, a modern retelling of this, this and this. And like, I, I really do like it when musicians do that. But I have to say, like, what stood out to Janelle Monet or f- f- to, f- to me for her work was that her story was original and it was inventive and it was really interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's it, all. Yeah. It's really cool, too, because, like, um, this this concept is loosely based, uh, too, on a... Um, very old sci-fi film um that which one metropolis ah yeah i love that movie it's a good uh, movie i haven't seen it so oh, yeah you should definitely like definitely make listen through all of her like records and then like keep that in mind and then report back to me on just like the similarities and differences cuz i'm like really I'm interested to watch it for myself to just see like um where the sort of influences come into play 
Well, now that you've said the name, mm-hmm. I'm already thinking of some of like her album imagery and mm-hmm. stuff like that comes into play. Uh, cause very, very short, like two sentence summary. Uh, this Android, um, uh, the famous part at least is when this girl gets copied and turned like the Android gets made into a copy of her. And then she incites a, a revolution in the middle of the working class. Um, that's like the, the big scene that everyone knows, like this robot taking on the form of this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so already I'm like, ah, there's the imagery. I see. I see that. So artistically speaking, it's, it's already evident. So that's cool. That's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, really exciting to just see her be able to take us take that story and then make it her own you know Mm -hmm. you're you're right like you say there are artists that borrow from mythology and stuff but it, it is a bit less common to see like musical artists really like delve into this sci-fi kind of fantasy world for um and I don't know why that is. Maybe I just haven't listened to enough music and maybe there's this whole other side that I'm just completely missing, which is entirely possible. But, like, it is interesting. Um, but, yeah. There's so much to love about Janelle Monet as, like, a just thinker. She's just so interesting. She's so so endlessly creative and like it doesn't even stop at just the like thematic um narrative elements of it just musically all of her records are just so like intricate and like they're like all over the place in the best way like she borrows from so many different like genres and like artist inspirations and it's like you don't think it's gonna work and yet every single one of her records feel like a cohesive clear concept that all blend and work you know like the arc and android is a like it is insane how like just beautiful it is from start to finish yeah it is so good just from the beginning with uh, sweet too and it's this beautiful like orchestral piece and um it just comes in and then you get into some of the like more popular singles of the um album like cold war and tightrope like tightrope's this like funky kind of old school type of jam and mm-hmm. then cold war is this sort of like uh panicked like um it's like kind of all like it's a little rock but it's also like like a much older style of rock and along with the sort of jitterbug kind of sensibility it's insane and then like later in the record she's doing songs like oh maker which is like half folk half um like r&b jam and it's it it blows my mind. Like to this day, listening to that record blows my mind. I'll just be like listening through it and being like, "How 
did she put this all together yeah and make it all work and like and she does it repeatedly each record she puts out like electric lady is the same way dirty computer blows my mind like i no disrespect to casey musgraves who won album of the year at this past grammys like Mm. good for her i'm really happy for her but like i was so 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 rooting for janelle Monet to win that record um win that award because like and she deserved that nomination hands down because every time i listen to like songs on dirty computer i just sit there and i like it's like every single time i listen to it is the first time because i'm just like completely floored by how she was able to do the things she was able to do screwed featuring Mm. zoe kravitz on dirty computer is like insane to me (laughs) i love it so much it's so good yeah, honestly, that I think that was the first song I heard on that album. And uh, no, it set, it set a very interesting tone overall for the whole album. It was. It yeah. was quite it was quite a, like a jolt of electricity, which is funny because everything she does is like robots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's crazy about Screwed is like, um, first of all, like musically, it's just like such a sultry jam. Like it starts out with that like totally awesome guitar riff. And like that just like carries through the entire track. And then just lyrically, it's just so smart. It's like playing on this like really great idea of just like this like set it's like sexuality and um it's like sexuality and it's a sexual song. And yet it's also about power and it just it's so smart it's so smart i cannot stress enough how smart that song is like, yeah i was gonna say the the bridge the bridge of that song where it's like if everything is sex except sex which is power mm-hmm. like i was instantly transported to like college english class right <laughs> Which I mean, I have my own thoughts about that statement, but it was it was the way she used it in the song, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, where like for her, like you said, this is a very sexual song, but it's also not about sex mm-hmm. so much as it is, in a way, about a, a grasp for power. Yeah, and it's just like it's so, it's playful and yet like biting. You know, like it it has this sort of playful tone. And, you know, she says, like, you fuck the world up now, we'll fuck it all back down. Like, that's funny. Like, it's yeah. funny. And yet it's also, like, but also, like, I'm, like, I'm trying to tell you something. Like, it, it's a really good, like, it's a really good just, like, both accusatory and also, like, you know what? Like, forget it. <laughs> like, you did this but we're going to do this. And I just, it just really speaks to Janelle Monet's like power and assurance in herself and who she is. She's just like, I'm just trying to ha- like, I'm just trying to do me and live my life and be like brilliant. And anything else that like gets in the way of that is not 
even like like can't even touch me. <laughs> oh man. Yep. <laughs> I, love, I love her so much. And she just has so much soul. Like every single song she puts out has so much soul. Her song with Miguel on Electric Lady Primetime. Like that's a jam. It's just this sultry, smooth, like, club jam, almost. <laughs> like, I, when I listen to that song, I just want to be on a stage. It's so good. There are so many just great, beautiful moments that Janelle Monet create, creates with her mm-hmm. work. No, it's, you could probably go on for hours just talking about, like, I, I know you I, could go on forever. I literally could. I'm like trying to stop myself right now. Why? Go just, off. Like Go there, off. There's just so many beautiful songs that she has done that like always hit me in a new way. Like Sir Greendown, um, which is a song off the Arc Android, is so beautiful. It is like one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. It's just this, like, dreamy, it's, like, a little unsettling, but still so comforting. And it just, it's this, like, within the context of the story, it's kind of this, it's this um, sort of homage to the human that Cindy falls in love with. Um, cream down Andrew yeah yeah Um, and it's like this it's kind of like this stolen moment kind of song of just like everything around us may be crazy but like for this moment just like just meet me here and let's just be in love kind of thing and it's so beautiful and she it's done so well I was gonna say I think Sir Greendown was the first song you personally showed me as like an example of what you loved about her. So mm-hmm. I feel like that song has a significance now. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely one of my favorites and it, yeah, I do remember showing it to you because like I think I think Janelle Monet's like singles that she's put out do a really great job of sort of like um Sum up, summarizing what she's what she's capable of and what she's about like you know type rope cold war primetime yoda like all all those songs like they're <laughs> great songs i love yoga them. <laughs> yeah we can talk about yoga um i love them but like sir green down i think is the song that like i go to in my mind when i think about like um what I want the world to just really stop and appreciate about her. It's like appreciate the just power in her vulnerability and like the way she's able to just like express that through her music without regard to like any sort of label or genre or like idea of who she's supposed to be. Like, cause that song, like, it's not. Like, it doesn't sound like a pop song, per se. No, it sounded you know? like Moon River. Yeah, like, it has a very old soul. 
and yet still feels so like futuristic and contemporary and fresh. God. She's so amazing. Forcibly. And yoga is a jam. <laughs> what? Yeah, yoga, yoga, I think. I I've because I remember I had like gotten really into the mythology of her and then yoga came out and I was like, this ain't that. <laughs> I mean, just it was really good, one. though. Mm-hmm. Well, yoga was off of uh, EP she put out with um, the other artists on her label, Wonderland Records. OK, so it kinda, I didn't know like, she had a record label. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. She had a record label that she's actually had for years like even before she like blew up like it sh- she had this sort of version of um i mean i think it um based on like the research that i've done about it like i think it started out as more of like a collective and then ended up becoming a label as she got bigger as her own individual artist um but yeah wonderland records is her label and um you know Judena, the guy that did that song, Classic Man? I know of him. Yeah, well, he was on her label. He's also oh, on cool. Yoda. Um, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, he's a guy on Yoda. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why, like, it makes sense that Yoda doesn't necessarily fit, like, the same sort of narrative as her, like, individual work, because it was, like... For a separate like project kind of thing like it's still her music of course but like it wasn't like for an album so like no it was fun though like it was yeah it was it was fun like that song comes on you want to be like hey it was the song of that summer i don't remember what summer but it it was definitely the song of that summer Mm -hmm. i want to say it was like 2015 or something oh yeah because i remember (laughs) i had a i had a coworker. it was when i was doing that uh i think it was my first internship Mm -hmm. yeah because i remember one of my coworkers who liked her did not know how to feel about that song and i was like but it's a jam and she was like yeah (laughs) but (laughs) no other questions it's a jam yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt. I was like, I mean, I understand. Like, if you're if if what drew you in was this, and then she decided to have fun and just release like a fun and kind of pop song, or just about I want to look at some ass. I mean, that's that's a universal a human experience. I want to stare at some ass. Exactly. You need songs <laughs> like that too. She put it. We she could put that. Stare at some ass. I kind of wish she'd put that on like a concept album, like. Robots who want to stare at booty all day. I mean, she kind of has those songs. <laughs> no, I like, know, but this is like the most blatant. <laughs> it is the most blatant. <laughs> and like, it's, I don't know, it's a good song. It's, it's fun. I did listen to it a couple of times at the gym to make myself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, I don't know if you heard this. Did you hear the song she did with Duran Duran? I didn't. I actually didn't even know she did a song with Duran Duran. Okay, so when Duran Duran made their, like, comeback, uh, they came out with a song called Pressure Off, where she is a uh, a guest vocalist. Mm. And it was really good. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Cause like for me, what drew me there was the, you know, it was the Duran Duran. But mm-hmm. when I saw Janelle Monet was actually like, and she was an important part of the song too. Like, I think she had her own verse. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, Oh, cool. More of a reason to hurry up and listen to this song. Although I have to say that the, uh, art looked like someone had clip art and just put a bunch of clip art on a gradient. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's there was a, got their aesthetic. There was a tiger. <laughs> um, but no pressure off was, um, it was a jam. Like it was just, a. am trying to, I don't know. It was, it was like a dance number. It felt very much like a dance number. Um, but it was also like kind of like when you're really stressed looking for that one person who takes the quote unquote pressure off, you know what I mean? And it could mm-hmm. be viewed as sexual and it could be viewed as just the person who helps me get out of the craziness of today. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I thought it was cool that like she was with Duran Duran who in a way is like a, they're a staple of the 80s like they're big and mm-hmm. it was cool that she got to work with them and I was like yay collaborations are beautiful <laughs> yeah would you say that that uh song was it a good marriage between their styles or was for it like sure for yeah? sure because okay. like okay so if you think of how her vibe is with songs like dance apocalyptic and and mm-hmm. uh other other dancier numbers like that mm-hmm. it was like that it was and her vocals actually got to like shine on that because that was my problem with her on um oh god what was the one i'm i'm blanking on the name i can't believe it we did a whole episode on them the one where she sang with fun yeah what was that song we are we are young yeah okay my problem with that was that her voice was it was not really given the chance to shine in my opinion Mm. like yeah I didn't know she was even on that song until later. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I felt that for someone who's such a vocal powerhouse, there should have been more of her. Mm. And there wasn't. Whereas with the Duran Duran one, she actually, her voice was complimented by both the, the funk of it and with the members of Duran Duran who were singing. And I was like, Oh, great. Perfect. Love this. This is, (laughs) I hope she enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like working with Duran Duran's got to be a pretty, like, cool thing to do. Like, with, with like, any of the, like, major 80s stars. Like, she she's worked with Prince in her career. And, like, it's got to be, I feel like Duran Duran's got to be, like, maybe not on Prince level awesome in terms of career highlights, but definitely, like, close and in the same like realm <laughs> you know yeah i i mean to me she's like a female version of prince yeah um if only because he was just as theatrical and had that much of a presence um mm-hmm. i liked your earlier comparison to bowie as well because yeah. to me bowie is very um he's also very artistic he also draws a lot of his stuff on literature um and he's done some concept albums that are also really interesting and sci-fi and like uh, you know like her they do the grand sweeping epic of sci-fi which i love so mm-hmm. 
The only thing is that Janelle Monet's voice is just so incomparable to anyone else's because it's yeah. just so unique. Mm-hmm. Except for like our earlier comparison when we when we did it to Ella Fitzgerald, but I mean, yeah. like it's it's really cool how how um how she's able to play with all of these themes and make everything because some of it can be quite dark. How she can make it sound so beautiful, yeah, and and just so immersive. Mm-hmm. I love that about her. Yeah. There's just like she she really does have like a skill for just making you taking a theme that's like really difficult to talk about sometimes or like really hard and like finding your way to just make it into this beautiful piece of art. And you know, like there's just so many she has a song for like any occasion, I think, too, which is great. Like I I love what an experience on the electric lady. Have you heard it? No, I don't think I have. Okay, that song um was what well, I'm. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this, but like every year I make a like playlist to start out the year, and that was on my um 2017 playlist because that was the year that we were graduating from college. Okay. And what an experience is just such a like it's such a beautiful song for just summing up like it's like a celebration. It's like a it's like this beautiful, bittersweet kind of celebration song. Like it's so beautiful. It's almost like it's the kind of experience that where you have it and when you're in the moment, you just like step back and you almost feel like you're like, it's like an out of body kind of moment where you're just like reflecting on everything. And like she was able to capture that in a song. <laughs> and I just, I just think it's so cool that she's able to just like find ways to like take these like really abstract concepts and bring them down into something that's so real you know like god god she's so good you're like this close to exploding in a fountain of love i just like like how are you just <laughs> that talented? Like well, how are you that amazing? Like, I'm just, I'm said- just glad she's putting it to good use. Like that she's actually out there as a creative force. Like it's great. Yeah, listening to her makes me feel like I can do things. Like that's, I can be somebody. That's probably great. I bet you, if you told her that in person, she would probably take that very well. Like, I, mean, I hope so. I feel like as an artist, that's all you want to hear. That you're an inspiration to other people, that what you've done has made a difference. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of beautiful, man. <laughs> I'll but, tell her I'll tell her when we publish this episode, I'll be like <laughs> at <yeah>. Janelle Monet. <laughs> Call her up on my personal cell phone because Sli- totally that's a thing I could do. Slide into her DMs. <laughs> Shoot my shot. Yeah. I love you. 
Also, I just found the song, uh, the Coca-Cola song was called Open Happiness, uh, in case you guys want to uh, take a stroll down 2009. (laughs) (laughs) My bones. Oof, my bones. (laughs) Check it out, it's on slaps. It really does. It's got Brendan Geary, Patrick Stump, Janelle Monet. Uh, I want to say Travi McCoy. Probably. CeeLo Green! <laughs> I forgot CeeLo was in it. <laughs> but yeah, it's very weird. Uh, you should all watch it and <laughs> report back. Uh, okay. Um, there... There's so much to say about Janelle Monet, and I, I could, I literally could be here for hours, and just you, like you could, you she really could, I really could. Like, I I feel like I haven't even talked about Dirty Computer, even though I have. But like, I I cannot stress enough how much you need to listen to that record if you haven't. Do not sleep on it. It is amazing. Also, to backtrack, doesn't get like my brain's just going in all these different directions. If you haven't heard um Sweet One, like her first um her first sort of EP release that she did in her career, which yeah. is kind of the beginnings of the Metropolis story. Um like definitely listen to that too. Because that's really fun. And that's got bangers on it. Like, if you want, like, rock in your face bangers, go there. Look, I mean, I think it's basically a given that on all of her musical endeavors, she's got bangers. (laughs) Yes, she does have bangers. But, like, definitely that project, too, is just, like, so good. Um, Yeah, I think. I think I should probably stop myself. All right. Before <laughs> I, like, we literally could be here until the wee hours of the morning. And no and... one, well, I'm sure there are a few of you out there who are, who would be fine with that, but I'm sure most of you are probably like, yeah, yeah, wrap it, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, that's your watches out, like, girl. We get the, we get the point. <laughs> We get it. You're in love with Janelle Monet. Move well, on. Well, uh, since it's that part of the show, dare I ask, top five? Oh, God. Top five songs. Uh, Can you pick top five? I, I don't know. I really don't know. But I'll try. All right. Um, here we go. Number one. Um, screwed. Okay. Number one. Good first um, choice. Because I like I I'm not kidding. Every single time I listen to that song, like my jaw drops. <laughs> it's like the first time, every time. Um, number two is probably gonna be Sir Green Down. It's nice. beautiful. It's lovely. Put it on with your loved ones. It, it's great. Um, let's see. Three is going to be Wonderland. Okay. Off of the Arc Android. Because it's just like, that one's really fun because it's this like 
it's a really silly um kind of song almost and it she does a really interesting thing with her voice where it's like almost cartoonish and it's really cool um and it's just really it's like it's very it's very Alice in Wonderland it's, yeah um let's see that was three God. two more um I think I'm gonna go with Electric Lady off of the Electric Lady um because it's um first of all it has my girl Solange on it who is also brilliant um and it's just a really like fun sassy kind of song and like that's a song that I listen to and I feel like ready and empowered to just be the best human in the world and just be like forget everybody else I am incredible um and then it feels like a betrayal to just pick one more all right you get two more you get two yay (laughs) (laughs) okay um Hmm. Um, okay, then if I get two more, I'm gonna go with uh ba which is the last song on the Arc Android, and it is phenomenal. It is like it is a ride that I cannot even describe. It is just that it it's honestly like it feels like it should be in a musical or even like an like an opera or something like no here we go a, it's incredible <laughs> gonna write to, we're gonna write to janelle monet next going we got you we'll do it <laughs> honestly you know what give me a few years and i will somehow find a way to transform that eight minutes on into a full length film musical something because it is just so cinematic we keep on adding to artistic endeavors i'm sure this one will go well just as well like we already got a musical in the works we got like we got all kinds of stuff in the pipeline so you know what i'm totally down to add another one there you go there you go janelle if you're listening by some miracle by some miracle, uh, contact there. us. <laughs> yeah, contact us and give us rights to use your songs, so we can yeah. make a musical. Although, although something tells me that she has a whole story that she could. That would be like, yeah. a, you know what, Janelle Monet, if you're listening, why don't you just take the time, take this as like a signal, a sign, if you will, uh, to to just make like a movie, a musical, anything. To turn yeah, your works of art length movie like a proper like like a full length because she's already like with dirty computer she did like an emotion picture which was like this sort of like um visual album film project um so she's like kind of she's like dipped her toe in that water you know so i feel like 
if she wants to write an original story and make a movie, I would buy all of the tickets. <laughs> all of them. I would sell out a whole theater. <laughs> anyway, the last song that I will choose. Um, you know, it's probably going to have to be What an Experience. Okay. Off the electric lady because it it was it was a song that like I, I listened to it um I think it was the first song I listened to after stepping off the stage at graduation um oh. from college. Like it was just one of those songs that like I I felt compelled to listen to and just like sit and kind of just reflect on the past five years of my life that I had spent like going through some of the highest highs and the lowest lows of my life you know like those five years were a long road but they were a beautiful one in their own crazy way and that song was like the perfect companion to that feeling so, yeah, that's my top six, <laughs> I guess. Yep. Um, how about you? I mean, you don't have to do six. You can do however many you want. I, I probably won't do six, no. Um, okay, I'm going to have to say the first one is probably going to be Dance Apocalyptic because it was my introduction. And honestly, it's a bop. It just is. It is a bop. And I still haven't figured out the ending where she's like, what's the matter? Your chicken tastes like pork. <laughs> but like that's one of my favorite parts of the song I'm like what is this robot telling me <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so there's one um, I'm gonna probably say okay this is off Metropolis Suite 1 um, I liked Violet Star's Happy Hunting which is probably I love that song it's just good it's just so really good, because um, it came right after the whole dialogue part with March of the Wolf Masters, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm in for a ride!" All right, mm. um, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Also, say Sir Green Down, because uh, that was just a very lovely piece of music. Um, I'm gonna say Come Alive, War of the Roses. Oh god, that's so fun. Cause it's fun and I and the lyrics are interesting. Um yeah. and my last one It's like fun in a sort of like anxiety fueled way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, okay, this is gonna be funny. Cause my last one's gonna be pink. Um because it's cute, but it's also like ridiculous in its level of sexuality like it's kind of funny to me and <laughs> also uh those costumes in the music video kind of had me dying <laughs> you know like <sighs> vagina pants yeah like i've seen some pictures circulating tumblr that are really funny and i don't know i haven't watched the whole video so i don't know if they're edits or not um but like laser eyes coming out of <laughs> I mean I haven't watched the 
uh, ah. music video in full yet myself, so no, I can't tell you. But like the song actually sounds sweet. So like as ridiculous as it is, like in a way, um, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is cute. I mean, this is definitely code for vaginas. Just oh, just, oh totally. It's overflowing. It's no secret. I have a feeling Grimes was very much an influence on that one where she was like, let's be as explicit as possible. <laughs> I mean, Grime, Grimes is like another artist that um, is just so interesting to me. Yeah. Uh-oh. We're going to have to do a Grimes episode. I have to brush up more on my Grimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But overall, the song was pretty dope, so that's going to be my last one. Mm-hmm. So solid choices there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. We did it. We wrapped on Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. Kind of can't believe. Her. Yeah. I love her so much. I'm kind of not okay anymore. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to be okay. I have the perfect cure for you. You know what it is? What? Couple of weeks on a Greek island. Sun. Wind, Oof. maybe. Yes. <laughs> uh, nobody bothering you unless it's to help give you a ride to somewhere you wanted to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Uh, Mai Tais on a beach. Um, mm. Maybe in your pool. While you float on a giant flamingo raft. Everything about this sounds great. Yeah, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know how you can get there? How? By going to our sponsor's website, www.winedarkseavillas.gr. Hey! Hey! <laughs> what a smooth sponsorship transition. Right? <laughs> if I do say Nailed so. Nailed it. <laughs> But no, seriously, guys, if you are in need of a break from all of this goddamn snow um, and just really miss seeing the sun, uh, then you need to give Wine Dark Sea Villas uh, a shot because there is no better way to vacation than staying in a luxury villa where you're as like involved and immersed in the country as you want to be. Uh, You can be left alone if you want to just like wall yourself up in this luxury villa for two weeks and just just float in a pool and be by yourself with a loved one. Many loved. I don't know how your life is. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Build that villa with all your bitches. All of them. Maybe you want to have girl time with your your friends. Or boy time. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you're a male equivalent for bitches. Uh, probably still bitches. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But, uh, but for real, this company is so great. They go the extra mile for all of their customers. Um, they are willing to show for you around the island if you so desire. Um, they help tell you about places to see, uh, things to do, beaches to hit because, oh my God, on an island, there are a million of them. Uh, (laughs) It's one big beach. It's just a big beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they, they go so above and beyond for everyone 
that it, it's kind of amazing. And it makes me wish that I was going to Greece right now. Um, because I could use uh, a pina colada and, and, a, and, a, and a soft sandy beach and waves uh, bluer than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> hey, if you had to pick a Janelle Monet song to listen to in Greece, what would it be? Yoga. <laughs> there are a lot of hot guys there and i would be like mm, flex it <laughs> you know i wasn't sure where that was gonna go but it made sense it feels like a beach summer song to me um so I feel like that would be what I'd be blasting. That or probably Dance Apocalyptic because it's just like a feel-good song and it'd be mm -hmm. in the sun. What would you choose? You know, that's a good question. Yeah. I think I'd probably go with... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd probably agree with you, first of all, and say yoga. And also maybe Sprood. Or, yes. Oh. Well, mm. or uh, crazy to last it to life. Okay, that's which, a solid one. Yeah, it feels very rich too. <laughs> so just which like is balling out in Greece. Yeah, which is how you'll feel if you go to Greece and start balling because you just will. But you don't have to like blow a fortune to go here. In fact, you can ball on a budget. Yeah. If you go to their website, which again is www.windarkseavillas.gr right now, you can save 15% on your booking and uh, do it fast because as soon as the height of the season hits, that deal is gone. So if you're looking to make a getaway um, and you don't necessarily want to pay the entire price, uh, uh, book it now. Uh, the mm -hmm. early bird gets the worm, as I'm sure you know. So, and take me with you. Yeah, that I fit in a suitcase. I'm good at yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Let me see you do that yoga. <laughs> All right, we gotta stop. <sighs> Yeah, we do, because our sponsor break is officially over. But again, guys, please check them out. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Um, they have a travel blog where they talk about helpful places to eat, things to do, places to see. Um, get on it. All the things it. you need. All the things you need. Wine Dark Sea Villas for all your vacation needs. They don't even have a slogan. I just made one up. <laughs> All right, now that we're done talking about vacations in Greece, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the show, and that is... Up, up and comers. comers! Oh, we did yeah. it at the same time! I know, look at us, we're so great. I love it. Okay, so who do you have for us this week? All right, so we're talking about an artist by the name of Matt Karekis today. Um, super good. He's got this really great kind of, it's like a punk vibe. It reminds me of if you have ever heard of Anthony Green, who's the lead singer 
of Cirque to Survive. He's also he also used to be in Seosin. He may have rejoined Seosin. He did for a minute. I don't know if that's still a thing. But anyway, Anthony Green's been making music for like decades, and so he's been in like all kinds of crazy projects. The point is, um, if you like Anthony Green's kind of um a like more acoustic stuff and his uh solo work, then you'll really like Matt Karekes. He has a really good singer-songwriter style that marries um that marries that kind of vibe, but also has a rock sensibility to it. And so it's really, really good. Um, I really like him. I when I discovered him, I put on his song uh Ruby. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I heard his song Direction. And I was like, oh, this is also totally a vibe. And then I heard My Lucky Number Three. And I was like, this guy's really, really good. <laughs> so check those songs out and let me know what you think because I really like him. I think more people should be talking about him. So let's all get on the Matt Correctus wave and download all of his stuff. And listen to everything that he ever puts out. Because I was really impressed with everything I heard. So if you want to follow him, he's on Twitter. You can follow him at Matt Karekis. That's M-A-T-K-E-R-E-K-E-S. Matt Karekis. And yeah, check him out. Let him know Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Do it. <laughs> I just really wanted to do that. <laughs> Nailed it. (laughs) All right. Who do you have? Okay. So this week I have uh, indie folk, indie rock, indie pop. I'm bad at labels. Uh, Artist Frankie Cosmos. Um, She is a really interesting voice, in my opinion. She's got some really cool lyricism. She's a singer songwriter uh, who's inspired by Frank O'Hara's poetry. Uh, and also early 2000s New York uh, anti-folk. Did you know there was anti-folk? I didn't. I actually, I actually did know that. Oh, well, good good for you. It's a whole new, brave new world for me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but no, she's got a really interesting voice. She's got a, a really cool presence. And I really, really enjoyed her songs. Um, oh, God. Uh, Jesse, and I really liked her song "Outside with the Cuties." Also, fool. They're just good. Um, I want to say she only recently released um, "Jesse" is a single like this year. Um, her latest album was called "Vessel." It came out last March. So it's probably a good place if you want to like really dive into it. It's got a poodle in a bathtub on the cover. I mean, come on. That that is not why um I listened at first. But it's kind of why. It's kind of why. <laughs> um, if you want to follow her on Twitter, she is at Frankie Cosmos. It's pretty easy. Uh so yeah. Give her a follow on social media. Uh, check her stuff out. It's really good. And uh, tell her Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Just do it. Yay. Just, just, just jump into it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really uh, gotta think of something else. Yeah. I don't want to, though. <laughs> I will keep right. beating this dead horse. <laughs> I want to make Philip DeFranco pay for his sins. All right. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening, guys, to this week's episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. We've had a time. I'm emotionally distraught, and it's great. She is. She's in a good place. A roller coaster, if you will, of emotions. I am drowning in my love for Janelle Monet. And that's all I'm going to listen to now for the rest of the evening. Yep. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we are Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, all the places where you get podcast and leave us a review there yeah leave us a review rating whatever you can do support the show we love you for it so please go ahead and do it if it suits you fancy or don't it's a free world live your life yeah um but not too free we're watching you yeah big brother (laughs) (laughs) anyway hey ask your nsa agent to follow us too anyway yeah, FBI bitch listening to me on my phone. Please support my channel. We love Podcast. You. <laughs> this um, is <isn't> YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Also, check our website for announcements and fun stuff that we do every so often. We write reviews there, too, of awesome songs. We so just sure. wrote one. We just put one out. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Yeah. Tall Shaves. People to love. It was great. I had a fun time writing it. So uh, get get your little butts over to our website and read our reviews. Mm-hmm. Also, join our Facebook group, maybe Rhapsody Fam. If you enter it, if you like us and you want to hang out with us and share dope memes or talk about awesome songs randomly throughout the week, like go there because it's fun. And everybody loves to have fun. It's a wonderland. Uh, good. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. I try. Yeah. You succeed. Mm. All right. Well, that's just about all, folks. But it's uh, now time to talk about what's going on next week. Yeah. We, we got another hint for you. We do. That's right. Reggie's back. And Reggie, who has gotten a stern tongue lashing from me, has an actual good hint this week. So I expect all of you to play along or it will hurt Reggie's feelings. It will not. I do not care. No, it will hurt his feelings. His self-esteem is very low. It is not. I love myself. Oh, my God. Well, oh okay. Why don't, why, don't, why don't you just read the hint, Reggie, before uh, Adrian has an aneurysm? Fine. Okay. 
next week's artist try to write a musical about 1984. Did I do good? Yeah, yeah, you did good. You did good, Reggie. You're, you're killing her, so it's time. It's time. Can I keep talking? No. Please, I want to. No, I'm sorry, Reggie. M maybe next week. You won't have a hint next week. It's okay, oh my Reggie. God. <laughs> what is happening? He's he's gone. He's going. He's gone back to his hobbit hole. <laughs> anyway, guys, the hint next week, if you didn't catch that, is that next week's artist once tried to write a musical on 1984. That 1984, yes, the one by George Orwell. We were robbed, is what I'm what I'm implying. We were robbed. Uh, so get on it, <laughs> Sebastian. <clears throat> Raining champ. Hmm. Get on it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're so traumatized. <laughs> 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 I'm just so taken by my love of Janelle Monet. Yes. I need to I need to stare at a wall for a few minutes. And stare at that lovely gray padded wall she shall. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>